0: Welcome to episode 3 of the Transformation Show. In this episode, I'll wrap up APP and give you my 3 key learnings from the conference. Plus, a free way to communicate with your whole team every week and how they'll love you for it. Plus, new social media guidelines from APRA and what that means for you and your pharmacy. So much to do, let's get started. Welcome to the Transformation Show, where successful pharmacy owners and technology partners help you to build a better 21st century pharmacy by embracing technology. Here is your host, Robert Starr. So APP 2014, well what a great three days it was, I bumped into so many motivated pharmacy owners and it was so great to meet some listeners to our podcast show, I'm only up to episode three but the feedback was fantastic, keep that coming, I'd love to hear more from you all, please post on my blog site um, or by social media or by email, whichever way, I'm very findable so uh, please get in touch if you can. I'll go through my Storify story. So, what a Storify story is, if you go to my blog site, robertstar.wordpress.com, I've got a link on there as the My App Story Through My Eyes. So, what that really is, is just a, is a very concise um, summary of everything that I saw at APP 2014 through Twitterize. So it's a very interesting concept, Twitter. You need to condense your thoughts into 140 characters and you can get very clear on what it is that's important. So hopefully there's a few few key learnings there that you can take from that and utilise. But the three ones, I'm going to go through them now. So number one, from George Tambassis increasing operating costs and lowering revenues that gap has never been wider so we need to be thinking about how we're going to adapt that into our businesses and a lot of the conversation that i was hearing was that look we're going to have to compromise and we're going to have to find other ways but i i i beg to differ i think with technology that we can partner with it we can operate smarter and not compromise. So I'll go through over over the series of episodes that we have and everything else from a transformation point of view of how we can achieve that. Number two, the increasing need for patient engagement and creating patient-centric businesses. Essentially, guys, we just need to find out what our patients' problems are and be the best at solving them. And if we can do that, then we'll get the recognition. And there was nothing more... Certain about that philosophy than looking at the Pharmacy of the Year winners. Charnwood Capital Chemist, fantastic pharmacy, won the overall won the overall event there, and um, were very very created a very nice service on compression stockings. And um, Samantha, the owner, went went to great lengths to get accredited through the Lymphoma Society, and. Um, lymphatic society and really creating a great niche in her community and delivering a service that was over and above and surpassed any of her competitors. And that was fantastic. Priceline Springwood introduced a maitre D pharmacist. So trying to get patients to experience a service that, you know, you'd see at the best European restaurants. So again, all about patient engagement and Outback Pharmacy in Broken Hill Wow, we they uh, they were they were um servicing an area of two hundred and fifty thousand kilometres. So wow, to engage two hundred and fifty thousand kilometres square kilometres, I must say, um is certainly a great achievement. And really, the emphasis that they left there is they just want to leave a legacy. And being, I think, up to three generations in that pharmacy, um you know they just want to leave a legacy in their community. So the common theme that I took from all of that, particularly from those three winners, were they just set some fantastic goals for themselves. They got their teams aligned to them and had their teams and partners really buy into them. So really, really strong message coming out from that as well. The third one as well for me, technology needs to radically change our patient experience. Otherwise, it's absolutely useless. You can see so many different technology items up for sale, on display, in the exhibition hall. But if you can't find a process in your business where that can be aiding or automating a process to improve the experience for your patient, it's just not gonna work. For example, Shane Solomon from Telstra in the eHealth session on Thursday went through that banks, they recognized that people just hated queuing up for their money. So what they did is they leveraged technology to change that forever. So, you know, that's a very, very good example. There's another good one in the travel industry as well. You try traveling now without using some form of digital communication or booking mechanism and try to do that through paper based It just isn't going to work. I also put up a post over APP. The last episode was how to enjoy an APP conference in five ways, being paperless. Any of you have any questions, please hit me up on any questions you have there. The shoebox trial is still available for those who want to go into that. Um, and, and if you've got a big conference bag that you've come home with, please just throw all your stuff into one of these envelopes. We can get that sent out to you and um, hopefully get that into a digital notebook on Evernote for you so that you can keep that forever and share that with your team. And that's a great segue to the next part of the podcast. So communication with our team. Now, I spoke to a lot of pharmacy owners at the conference about how we did that, because that's something that we looked at in our pharmacies in September last year. was just an area of improvement to get better. To use our example, in September last year, we realized that we're having team meetings every month but we were just getting our key people, our best people to these, to these meetings. And the engagement was probably 25% of our total staff. And and that's fine because if you have your key members, they can obviously filter it down. But what we found was that the filtering process down and translating that message over to younger staff members that perhaps only worked after school one or two shifts a week, or a part-time pharmacist only working one shift a month, or those working the extended hours at that time were open 9 till 9pm, and um, we just didn't see enough of the people that worked those wee, wee hours of Saturday or Sunday night, so... The whole idea was to engage our team, and how do we do that? Now, the answer was never going to be to hold five or six team meetings at different staggering times. And also, that was the other key problem as well, is that the team meetings never always felt, fell in with people's rosters, so they might be starting at lunchtime or later in the afternoon. And of course, you know, getting, getting people started at the beginning of the day and not having to go home and come back, it just doesn't work. So we, fought, we tried to find a number of mechanisms we can do that. So I'm going to show you a free way to do that for your team that they will love you for because they can access it anywhere, anytime when it suits you. You as the motivated pharmacy owner will be able to know when your team have engaged with that and who's looked at it from a compliance point of view. But at the same time, just be ready for a tidal wave of feedback because that's exactly what we got. We engaged with people um, that only exist, only came into our pharmacies maybe one or two shifts a month and got a huge tidal wave of feedback, thanking us for involving us, engaging them in the process, and just having a huge spectrum of ideas that they could inject into the pharmacy as well. So, how do we do it? That's the key <laughs> answer here. So, I'm giving you a podcast today, and I'm suggesting that perhaps you do a podcast for your pharmacy as well. Now, a podcast, that's just a very fancy word for a voice recording, I might add. So we all have the tools to do a podcast in our pockets. We all have a program if we have an iPhone called Voice Memo, or if you have an Android, you've also got um, voice recording capability as well. So so long as you can do that, you can record a podcast. And from that, you can also email it as well. Now, if you want to take that extra step of being able to work out, have my team listen to it, and um, have they engage with it, as well as putting some written content in as well, I will suggest a program called MailChimp. That's right, MailChimp, all one word. And yes, it is chimp, it is a monkey. So (laughs) you will see a big monkey on the front page of MailChimp. The program is free. So... What, what you can do, and I will post some links on the blog after this so that you can follow that on as well, and I'm happy to get some questions. What you can do is that you can record it on your phone, and if you choose, you could just send it straight to your whole team as well. You might say, look, I don't need to know if my team's listening to it. I just need to give it to them, and that's fine. So if you have an email distribution list of your whole team, just record it on your phone, send it straight out to them and you'll be done within five to 10 minutes, depending on the length of your message that you want to get out there as well. The advice I would give, try to keep your podcast to less than 10 minutes. I always try to do that because again, to get people to listen to messages, they're only going to retain probably the first eight to 10 minutes of that that podcast if they're engaged with you as well. You can always ask follow-up questions to find out if people are listening but that's probably the most simplest way as well. But if you want something a little bit more high powered, and again, it's also free, you can head across to MailChimp, and what you can do in conjunction, I'll post another link on there as well, with a free sound hosting site called SoundCloud. All of my podcasts are on SoundCloud. You can make them private if you choose, so that way, you're, that way the rest of the world doesn't have to listen to your team communication. You can then post a link to that SoundCloud and you'll upload your voice your voice memo to that. You'll be able to uh, send that out to your team. You'll get statistics back as to whether people have listened to it or not. And I'll put a whole lot of information on here as well. So don't worry too much if you haven't followed exactly the method and process. I'll put that up on the blog site. You can have a look at it if you choose. But as I said, there's a lit, there's a, There's an easier way if you just want to send the voice file directly from your phone out to your team. So, that's a free way. And why they'll love you for it? Well, as I mentioned, they'll be able to access it anytime, anywhere they choose and immediately be able to shoot back an email to you to say that they loved it and give you some feedback as well. Another little tip I'll give you that we do is that we use a tool called SurveyMonkey. So again, I'll post the link on the blog site as well so you can follow that. Free as well. There might be a bit of a theme that I'm giving, I'm letting you guys in on here. All technology is not expensive. In fact, everything I'm talking about right now is free. And what SurveyMonkey is is if you want to find out some elements from the from your teams and I think it might have been Priceline Springwood that may have actually suggested that they were doing that already with their team, which is fantastic. Um, is that you can send out an online survey to your whole team. They can answer it on their smartphones. They don't even have to log in on a computer if they choose. And then you can get uh, a collective or aggregated results that you can then look at and compare everyone's responses to try and get um, an appreciation for a particular issue that you might have. So it could even be, you know, were the voice re- recordings worthwhile? Did you get anything out of it? Would you suggest anything that you'd like to have included in the next one? And and that's how we've done it. We've improved it as we've gone. We've been doing, we're up to about our, our 30th episode. Um, I did go gangbusters initially and pulled back to, you know, fortnightly podcast that we're looking Looking at doing now but it's just a good way of engaging and by no means does that replace one-to-one team meetings not at all but it just complements it and gets a consistent message every pharmacy team member would prefer to hear from the pharmacy owner than anyone else because they know that it's come from the top and it shows great leadership as well so that's a really good tip I can pass on to you hope you get some very good value from that as well I'm also going to just spend a little bit of time talking about the new APRA social media guidelines as well and what that means for you and your pharmacies. So APRA brought out some guidelines. I'll post the link on the, on the blog site as well so you can have a good read with it as well. But essentially, just in a nutshell, so that you can appreciate social media... There have been guidelines around advertising, so we all know that we can't ask our patients or they can't give us testimonials that we throw on our website. As health professionals, it's deemed unethical and we could be unsoliciting the wrong responses and giving people um, swayed um, reactions and feedback to try to garner more business for ourselves. So they don't allow us to do it, doctors or any APRA registered health practitioner. So the new social media guidelines, which were released earlier this week, um, dictate that even if a patient posts a, a positive review regarding us on our Facebook pages or on their own, we need to, once we're aware of them, take all the necessary steps to have these removed. It's very illogical in my point of view. we then really needing to ask ourselves as health practitioners to go to our patients after they've had a great experience with us and they're raving about us to tell them, please take it down or I'll get up to a $5,000 fine. There is, a, there is a petition online at the moment for, um, for APRA professionals that can petition against these rules because it really is not paying um, enough substance and recognition to the place that social media has in our communities. And in my view, it's really giving our patients a negative slap on the back after they've had a great experience from us. Um, and, you know, non-APRA regulated health practitioners won't be bound by the same... Issues, so they'll continue to do that, but we need to think about what that means for us. Now, what that also means is how do we find out about it? Well, it's not properly defined and we're hoping to get a better definition down the track. But what it is is that once we're aware of them, so if they post to your Facebook pages or posting to your Facebook site personally or your Twitter handle or LinkedIn or anything like that, once you're aware of it, you need to ask them to take it down. However, we don't always know when someone's put something out there about us. It might be in a non, um, one of the non-mainstream social media. It might be a word-of-mouth um, site. And how do we keep track of that? Well, there is a free way to do it. Google, as we know, connects the world of information with people and makes it useful. They also create some amazing free tools that you can do. And one would argue you might want to do this anyway just to find out what Google knows about you because really we are all what Google say that we are. So I'll post on the blog site as well. There's a Google Alert function that you can set up. You can put in keywords regarding yourself and your businesses and any time that it comes up in a Google Alert, you'll get notified so that you can obviously take action there as well. It's all a very negative process for us to try and remove positive feedback about us. I don't like it. I hope it goes away. I hope the petition's successful because I do believe that um, social media does play a bigger role in health moving forward as we become a more socially connected society. So guys, I've got off my soapbox. I'm not going to talk about that anymore. I hope you all have a great week and I look forward to speaking to you very soon.